should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. And welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because it's a canon event that cannot be avoided. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, the spider-punk of this podcast. Benedict, what's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Oh, don't do this again. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. There's nothing you can do about it. I've done it already. It is done. It has been done. The die has been cast. Okay, I feel like we did this pretty recently. And I, I said, probably have, but I don't yeah. care because I'm going to okay. talk about well, it later. I just saw the new Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse again then, right? It's such, oh, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Yeah. It's easily, it, it's in my top two. And I'll tell you, the well, it's in my top three. The other ones are, are because, uh, you know, just the, our age, uh, we were of the age where when the, the Raimi Spider-Man movies were coming out, we were yeah. the prime age to go see mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And the first one was like, holy shit, Spider-Man can act. It looked like Spider-Man could swing from webs around New York City. And it was great. It was fantastic. Yep. Such a good movie. Uh, it's a little dated. It doesn't look quite as good as some of the newer stuff out there. But it's still a damn good movie. And you get a Bruce Campbell uh, cameo in all the Raimi movies. You always have to. Uh, and I fucking love Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's amazing <laughs> in everything he's ever done. Uh, even go watch Burn Notice. I am a I am a fan of Burn Notice, sure. mainly for Bruce Campbell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a show nobody watched apparently. Nope. It had like seven seasons, and I watched every episode. Uh, but my other one is going to be the first uh, 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 of the new series of the Spider-Man movies. Uh, the, the the Tom the, Holland ones. Tom Holland ones. Yeah, because I think I think Tom Holland is the best person to have played Spider-Man so far. He's just so good. He's so good in the character. He's perfect at it, uh, and it's fantastic. So, but also the first Spider Verse movie. That's my. That's going to be at least my number three, if not higher. I can't okay. rank them. It's going to be my number three, if not higher. Uh, but I did, as I said, saw the new Spider Man movie, and I'll be talking about it when we get to the hot take section of the episode. Okay. But it feels like you could have left it for the hot take section because I feel like we definitely <laughs> we're going to be talking about it all day, whether you want to or not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But, Benedict, uh, you probably know what it yeah. is that we do here on this program. But some folks out there, you know, the, the non-spider heads, the non-spider fans, uh, they might not know exactly what it is we do here on this program. And then I would say, this is the show where we go deep, 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 deep to plumb the depths of right-wing thought. But review a chapter from work of conservative literature. And mm. in between, taking a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Start us off, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? I do. I am debating which one to do. Um, one <laughs> Stalling is spo- tactics. No, as you one think is, of so one is sports related and one is, is just people that annoy me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with people that annoy me. Okay. Um, do, oh, wait. Do, did your team win something recently? No, no. We're very bad. I remember um, seeing a notification on my phone that some team won something, but since I don't care about soccer, I didn't cool. click on it. No, no, we it. didn't. That That's not my team. That okay. is a sports washing project that we all hate. <laughs> okay. Um, Manchester City 
I'm not friends with any of their fans. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, you're from the area i'm not from manchester i'm from you're from the vicinity yeah like in the in the everything in the uk is in the vicinity of everything else (laughs) um no okay so the thing i was gonna say uh is that i like the most annoying people in the world are the people that are like flag code nazis right oh god i'm literally not like probably literally nazis a lot of the time yeah yeah so i just like it, just say you hate gay people like mm-hmm. it's you know that just be honest about it yeah exactly it's not like oh the flag is next to the american flag you were wearing an american flag suit probably on the fourth of july like it's the, <laughs> literally the same thing the same flag code violation like it, it's just really annoying i like i i hate that like weaselly excuse of yeah oh I, i'm just mad about the flags actually shut up So that leads into me telling a a mini story about something that happened here at home. Uh, Me and my partner are both queer, Mm. um, and uh, we have a pride flag. We have the the Progress Pride flag. Happy Pride, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I was about to say, during Pride Month, Benedict. Yeah, I know. know. Uh, But we have it out front of our house, and for like the entirety of the last four or five months, every now and then I go out there and it's on the ground. And I thought, I thought somebody was putting our pride flag on the ground. Thankfully, I realized I just had bought a really shitty hanger and the wind was blowing it off <laughs> when I saw it get blown off. Are you telling me God was doing a hate crime? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Basically, that's yeah, it. Okay. Need to invest in a slightly better hanger for the it. The Greek god of the winds, Aeolus, was doing a hate crime against the... The Greek gods would never do that. They they loved every no, every. No, the Greek gods were gay as shit. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what was up. That's right. <laughs> cool. What about you? Do you have a hot take? My hot take, Benedict, is that I saw the new Spider-Man movie, oh, and it's really great. I would have never guessed. Yeah, let me tell you. Uh, I, I I made my partner go to it with me. Uh, oh, that's that might be a hate crime. I don't know. Yeah, she's not. She's not a Spider fan. Uh, <laughs> she's not all up in the Spider Verse like I am. I literally spent the 15-minute ride to the theater explaining the backstory of the first movie. You cannot explain of, the story of that movie in 15 A minutes. bunch of deep-cut comic <laughs> book stuff about <laughs> Spider-Man and the expend, extended Spider-Verse based off of spoilers I had seen who was going to be in it. And I was so excited we got there. I ate way more popcorn than any human being should be physically uh, able to eat, uh, as I do, because I am addicted cool. to movie theater popcorn. That's, yep. that's the thing for me. Yep. Um, and the movie's fantastic. I was... I said earlier on the show that I was worried it was not going to live up to the first movie. It's not as good as the first movie. And and the reason is mainly because it's setting up a, a final movie in the trilogy. Um, so gotcha. there's a little bit of that in there that takes away from the plot being as full and complete as you would like because it's clearly setting up a third movie. But it is two hours of just all the fan service I ever wanted. It had. I all... hate fan service. I think. Ah, uh, you know what? I, you know what? I was. I loved it because it was such a good movie. It yeah, because was... you're a fan and you're like a fickle. Te- you're fickle and have baby uh-huh. taste. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they took a lot of stuff from the first movie and expanded <laughs> on it. As far as the Spider Verse, obviously, different Spider characters who people who've read the comics are familiar with and know about. Uh, I think it's no. I'm not going to do any spoilers if I say that Spider Punk Hobie Brown is in it. Uh, okay. Who is fantastic? He's a uh, he's a British rude boy, um, who is very good. Uh, obviously, matches up very well with your oeuvre, which is why I <laughs> gave sure. you the title in the intro this Thank week. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> me, just... me. It is I, the rude boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's a punk rocker. You know, he's he's a little bit past the rude boy era. Uh, but it was it was just such a great movie. The funniest uh, thing about that franchise, which feels like a fever dream to me, is that John Mulaney played Spider Pig in the first yes. one. Uh, like the height of his the height of his addiction. <laughs> Which is, you can imagine he got that call and was like, would you like to play Spider-Pig? And he was like, fuck yeah! Oh, yeah. And I think Spider-Gwen is played by uh, Ellie, or not Ellie Goulding, that's not who I'm thinking of. That's Um, not right. Haley Steinfeld is what I'm thinking of. I think that's who plays uh, Spider-Gwen. And she has a fucking uh, uh, trans kids matter flag in her room in the second movie. Because this movie is woke as shit and unapologetic about it. And uh, fuck you with your people bullshit. This yeah, movie's fucking good. kicking ass, and it's taking all the, the all the money, and it's just fucking great. I fucking love everything about it. It was a really great movie. I'm not gonna take it. I don't want to. I don't want to do spoilers because it's still new. It's still in theaters. Then stop fucking I'm trying talking. to speak as vaguely as possible, but I do fucking love the movie. They do do the Spider-Man meme of everyone pointing at each other in a very funny way. They, Eruptions okay. of laughter in the theater. They do great. that, and yeah, because everyone's a fucking dweeb. The, because like, it's a great because it's a great they meme did that in the literally Spider-Man. the last movie they released they did that <laughs> for as well yeah it still works though it still works <laughs> anyways Benedict, uh what is on your bookshelf this week the constitution of the united states <laughs> the flag code is <laughs> on your bookshelf you got a lot of important twitter arguments to get into <laughs> I'm a, I'm a textualist well, for the see, flag you look code. At, you're textualist just to the flag code. <laughs> if you look at section 2.18, you'll see that as a matter of fact... Um, Guy who's an originalist, but only for the flag code. <laughs> that's the guy I want to meet. That is the God, guy I, I had another one, but that's it. I'm, that's, what, that's actually what's on my bookshelf. I'm gonna, that's going to be it. I'm not going to change it. That's my, that's my one. It works. It works. <laughs> Definite you, fan service, but it works. <laughs> We're got? giggly again because every time we go to this stupid fucking book, we can't help but laugh. The oh, oh. It's, uh, I've, I, I'm not going to make it through the fucking recap that we're going to have to do on the first four chapters because people won't necessarily listen to all of this. How do you recap the gloriousness that is the first four uh, chapters? Look, I don't know. Mm, what's really what's your sure. bookshelf anyway before we get to uh, on my bookshelf benedict and this is um let's just say a little bit different than the flag code sure uh, american swastika by pete Simi and roger Fatrell. sure i mean <laughs> probably used by a lot of the people that cite the flag code <laughs> no as it is in fact an academic book uh it's a, a book written by uh two professors i believe they're both professors at least pete Simi is Maybe one of them's a journalist. I forget. Um, but it's one of the books I read on my cruise. And let me tell you, this was a difficult one to read on a cruise ship when there are other people around and there's mm. a big picture of a swastika on the front. Yeah, that's tough. Actually, maybe it was just people doing the Heil Hitler. I don't remember what's on the front of the book. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but yeah, so this is one. Uh, he followed around uh, a bunch of different people who were Nazis. They, they, it was an academic research project they did. So it is very sterile and academic. And they have these categories that they come up with about how uh, neo-Nazis, uh, and they are focusing on Nazis in particular in this book, um, how they engage in their own homes or in you know uh, what, are, what are their safe spaces 
uh, versus in public, and it's it's very incredibly interesting to somebody like me, who is obsessed with the subject, obviously, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing, despite having to continually fold it over to hide the cover from everyone around me. It's a skinhead it. with a swastika on the back of his neck. Yeah. If you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that's what it was. Uh, but great book. I do highly recommend it, uh, and I enjoy It's a short read. It's a short read. It's only like 100 pages. Uh, but check it out if you're interested in the weird shit I am, and why would you be listening if you weren't? Uh, but anyways, Benedict, on to updates. Uh, remember to rate and review us on the iTunes and the, the, the Spotify's and the places and all the things. Yep. You know, thumbs or stars, whatever it is. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and at NYGBCBen. Uh, a couple updates, one update really. Uh, I know we had some audio issues on the last episode related to the audio level of the clips versus our voices. Um, that happens from time to time. I try to avoid it. Uh, but uh, I will make sure to do better in the future and equalize the, the audio to make sure we don't have those sorts of issues. So I apologize for that. Uh, and if I get time, I don't know if I will because I have a very busy week, I will go back and re-edit that episode and re-upload it so that the audio is mixed properly and you can hear what Steven is saying, although he talks very quiet like this because he thinks it makes him sound cool. Uh, um, other- I would I would love to yell at Kevin for this, <laughs> but I am... I have but no input. Did. Well, yeah, that. But also, I have no input and make no effort towards the audio quality of the show, <laughs> apart from setting up the mic you bought me occasionally. Yeah, yeah, that's the joy of your position on this show, really. But you know, guy, like, guy who reacts to the other guy's research. Rumble. <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. I was. It was supposed to be a joke where me going into you fucking goddamn you know, fucker. That was sure. supposed to be it. That was supposed to be the one. See, your uh, even your own fucking soundboard's fucked up. You, you know, it's the little computer. I bought yeah, the yeah. little computer just to play clips for like a hundred bucks, and I think it's on its last legs. It probably because it's been is. giving me a whole lot more problems recently than it used to. Uh, maybe I just need to restart it, which I don't think that, I've ever probably. Done. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. Restarted. It probably would not hurt. We'll try it out. But anyways, Benedict. We have some inductees into the Spooky Ooh. World New World Order, blah, including several new patrons. So why don't we start off with the first one? New buildings are a globalist conspiracy. Great name. You are now part of our... New World Spooky World Order. Yeah. Followed by Stephen DeBow, who... I think you were already patron, but maybe you bumped it up. I'm not sure. But either way, it showed up in my email that you were a new patron, and I'm going to read it anyways. You are now part of our... New World Spooky World Order. Yeah. And also to Steph, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. Yeah. We also have two other inductees, non-patrons, into the Spooky World New World Order. Blah, this week, Mockingbird Nation stands with WGA. You are part of our New World Spooky World Order. Yeah. And Phil underscore Mervana on Twitter. You are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. Yeah. Thank you all so very much. And of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, blah, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommend it to others, send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can, drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. And bet it with all that, all that out of the way. Why don't we? There was not one single mention of the balloon. That one doesn't work very well. That no. one doesn't work very well. It doesn't work when I pick random clips to play. <laughs> I gotta have a strategy it's like you gotta have and a, a leading sentence to yep. go into it. I gotta have something prepared for that. But there wasn't a mention of a balloon. There really wasn't. Uh, no. There could have been. Anyways, Benedict, why don't we start it off this week with this week's Steven Seagal clip. And I found one I thought would be 
uh, enticing to you in particular. Okay, crank that fucking... Involves some people that uh, I know that you despise. Oh, good. And it's from your own homeland. Uh, Great. This was from Good Morning Britain, and you know who that means it's going to be now. Does it mean Piers Morgan? Yes, it is indeed. Okay. A lot of Americans see Putin as the enemy, but Mm. a lot of Americans also have a, a pretty dim view of your current president in the United States. What is your view of Donald Trump and his presidency so far? So just for the record, Stephen is sitting in front of either a green screen or just an actual background of the literal Kremlin. Okay, he's in Russia, right? Like, he He lives in Russia. This is from 2017, so this is a little while back. But he's been in Russia for a while. Oh, yeah, he's been there a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that, you know... (laughs) That little noise there, that little noise there says everything you need to know. It's so great. It's really straining not to fart. Just <laughs> that is absolutely his facial expression too. <laughs> oh no, Steven. with the grease paint goatee he has oh, on. No. It does look like like oil, right? Like it does. It doesn't oh, look like because hair. he uses the cheapest of cheap dye for his hair. Gotcha. Okay, so it's always is, running. He is, I think, I forget his age, sixty or seventy something years old. I think he's seventy something now. Yeah. You, Steven, you don't have black hair anymore. We all know it's just pearly white underneath Did I tell you I found layers. a gray hair in my beard the other day? I, I'm so sad for you as Huge someone day. who has gray all throughout all this. Okay, look, I'm bald and I'm going gray. <laughs> well, if you didn't shave, you'd learn about some other gray hairs going on there too. <laughs> you know, we have a really unfortunate situation in the sense that uh, even though he was democratically elected, uh, there are so many people out there who don't feel that that's the case, mm-hmm. and we have just, you know... Uh, a t- By the way, that sound is him scratching his beard. That is the little bit of sound you heard there, yes, that's absolutely what it was. Little, little yeah, bit of that. scratching at it, and the microphone's um, picking it up. I... <laughs> This isn't an answer to the question, I would say. Stephen, I would say that you are not answering the question. I would say no, that you not. are dodging dodging the question with the expertise of a martial arts He's sensor. dodging a softball from Piers fucking Morgan. Why is he on the Good Morning Britain? Like, what was this to do with? I, Why were they like, we got to talk to Steven Seagal about this? I don't know, because I just had the clip from when he was okay. on. I don't have, like, the full show where they're like, gotcha. why we're having him on or anything. Okay. A ton of enemies. Well, like, okay, here's a point I do want to point out. Piers Morgan, I have seen be a good interviewer in the past. He's He's a a shitty human being, but he has been a good interviewer. He's He's not a bad interviewer. I I will agree with you on that. I don't like him, but that's fine. No, you shouldn't because he's a piece of shit. But he has, with people he dislikes, held their feet to the fire before. Yeah. Right? There, there's the the famous Alex Jones interview when he had uh, his show in the U.S. I think on CNN was it maybe? Um, yeah, yeah. Which was a shit thing. show, an absolute what, shit show. That was a shit show of a clip. People should go and watch that clip. That was crazy. Yeah. But but Piers was like trying to keep the conversation on track and ask hard questions. Well, the thing it. is, he's just very set in his opinions, and mm-hmm. he like doesn't really change his mind, but therefore he keeps asking questions about yeah. stuff. Enemies within, we have uh, these, you know, uh, 
Democrats that have this whole other agenda to kind of, um, when I say Democrats, it's not just the Democrats, but uh, there are this whole group of leftover Obamaites and people who uh, feel that they should really sort of kind of um, overthrow uh, the deep state, if you will. This Yeah, this guy's using more fillers than... <laughs> than the guy who wrote his book <laughs> yeah honestly kind of sort of like and you know i do it too we all do it when mm -hmm. we're thinking of things but if you're being booked on tv for a five minute spot and oh, piers yeah. morgan is like i'm gonna ask you about donald trump you shouldn't have to be like uh uh well the democrats well not the democrats well kind of sort of like the deep state uh yeah. but not i'm not gonna call it the deep state anyway you know what i mean piers nudge nudge wink wink and he's had 40 years of doing interviews for various things he should have this down he's button. never been prepared for an interview in his life <laughs> absolutely true trump and um any decisions he makes anything he that he tries to do uh he gets blocked uh, so often from you know the, sort of the enemies within so it's very difficult for him to do anything but when, okay. when you see this Pause ongoing it. debate right now about patriotism the american Pause flag the anthem oh the fucking flag yeah you know um, that's what it's about <laughs> uh Trump had a House and Senate majority and the White yep. House and yep. the Supreme Court, a, a friendly Supreme Court. So this, uh, you know. The we only know one stopping nonsense. him from doing stuff was himself. Yeah. yeah, literally like getting so mad that he like popped a vein in his forehead and then everyone had to be like, oh, you seem like you're bleeding. You should go lie down and we'll handle things from here. Them. Uh, black football players taking the knee oh, as a mark sake. of uh, protest about uh, racial division and injustice in America. Do you agree with Trump? Also, why is ITV's fucking set so goddamn echoey? Can they not invest in some better microphones and some sound baffling? No, it's just a, it's, it's a, uh, it's just a giant room. <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's a giant empty room. That's all it is. That is disrespectful? Or do you think actually going to one knee is not an entirely disrespectful way of making a point? I, I mean, I guess really what I'd like to say is this. I pause it, believe pause it. in free speech. Well, as a martial artist, I would never go to one knee as that would signal defeat <laughs> against my opponent. And I would never do that, especially against Jean-Claude Van Damme. By the way, not a real martial artist. He's never won anything in his life. And dropping to one knee would be disrespectful to everything I've trained for. Shut the fuck up, so Stephen fact, That's why Jean-Claude never takes a knee. He does the splits instead. <laughs> Doing the splits I believe that everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I don't agree that they should hold the United States of America or the world hostage by taking a venue uh, where people are tuning in to watch a football game and, you know, imposing their political views. I think it's outrageous imposing their views we don't need to go over this again but that is not mm. taking the world hostage so yeah, can you imagine really if steven seagal's next movie is him rescuing a hostage situation <laughs> from just a, pe a bunch of people kneeling <laughs> for 30 seconds before a football game just and, steven seagal, seagal kicking the door in, and like, sitting in a I'm chair here. as he does in most of his movies uh sitting in a chair and fights them off uh with his hands only because uh, we don't know if he can still walk yeah
outrageous. I think it's a joke. It's disgusting. Oh, and, really? Uh, Fucking escalated. You know, I respect the American flag, and and I myself, uh, you know, have risked my life countless times for the American flag, and I. He has risked his life countless times for the American flag, Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I get on an American Airlines flight, they they, they they have the flag painted on the on on the airplane. The There's always down, a small risk that that plane's going to have a bad name because people wouldn't want to fly American anymore i just love he's still <laughs> still trying to keep up his fake he stories about fucking cia bullshit and so all easily nonsense. riffable like i've so never good. met someone that i've been like this man i like I, <laughs> oh another clip that i decided not to use for today was of him and i have no idea what the underlying situation was but of him like getting into an argument with a guy trying to interview him and pushing him into a pond it was glorious <laughs> it was really glorious and I don't understand or agree with this kind of behavior. I think it's an outrage. There will be some people, uh, Stephen, who will be watching this interview. He's saying that and think you sound like a great patriotic guy. But they'll also see you in Moscow and being very complimentary about Vladimir Putin, who many <laughs> Americans point. believe fixed the U.S. election, which is why Donald Trump became president. So yeah, it, it goes on like that. That's I'm gonna skip forward a little bit because there's an interesting part I do okay. want you to hear, and we're gonna sure. talk about it for a Let's second. Do it. And this kind of propaganda uh, is really a diversion, you know, uh, f from creating a diversion so that the people in the United States of America won't really see what's happening. And I think most of the people in the United States of America and most of the people in Russia want to like each other. You know, and we need each other. Russia and America should be great allies, and that's the way it should be. Well, I, I think that's absolutely right. I agree with you. Uh, final question, Steve. What do you want to move you wise at the moment? Any big. Piers is not at his best before he's had his morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I guess. Sure. Why not? Yeah. That's just the lamest yeah. fucking. Yeah, Stephen. Okay, God. Thank uh, you. This interview's almost over. Yeah. Can we just. Yeah, but here's here's the part. Movie really wise, what's about. he up to? Any big movies coming? Um, you know, I just finished a movie called Attrition. Uh, it's a movie about human trafficking. It's a movie about kung fu. Uh, it's a movie about honor and great action movie. Um, I'm just doing the post for it uh, in Asia right now, and um, it, it's a great movie. I think it's one of the best movies I've done in. A long, long time. Well, so let's talk about the movie Attrition. Better. I haven't seen the movie Attrition. <laughs> uh, it has a 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Good. 43% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Uh, and a 3.8 out of 5 on Voodoo. Ah. That's not bad. <laughs> For people who use Voodoo, sure. Uh, it's also available to watch free right now on Tubi and Pluto TV if you would like. Uh, so there's your option for that. But Benedict, I will draw your attention to the Wikipedia plot description for the okay. movie Attrition, which is fucking glorious. It is a Let's it's a directed DVD release, as you would expect, sure. right? Yep. Uh, came out September 24th, 2018. Here I have to say, plot. I do respect a movie that is self-consciously 85 minutes long. 
Like, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly. Nobody wants to sit through two hours of that, this shit. But Come that's on. fine. Like, that's okay. I genuinely and, and sincerely, I respect that. When they're like, you know what? Let's make it under 90 minutes. <laughs> I have found no information on the revenue of this film, and no. I suspect there's not much out there. But it is described as, quote, <clears throat> haunted by his violent past as a special forces operative. Axe, Steven Seagal, emigrates to Thailand and converts to Buddhism. Sure. Ensconced in a village as an acupuncturist and martial arts practitioner. That's a good word, ensconced. That's not mm-hmm. one you hear it often. It is, yeah. yeah. Axe is one day approached by Mr. Yuen. Yuen pleads with him to rescue his eldest daughter, Tara, who has been kidnapped by a trafficking ring led by Q-Mom. Axe eventually agrees to the job and puts together a team <laughs> comprising businessman Chen Man. And fellow ex-operatives Ying Ying, Infidel, Hollywood, and Scarecrow. Can you imagine if it's just Killian Murphy? <laughs> At a medical hall in Mong La, Axe is confronted by Q Mom's right hand man. Okay, Q Mom has to just be a, a fucking Q-pilled mom from oh, the that's suburbs. That's what I assumed it that's was. That's what it's Q Mom has to be. Uh, Axe is confronted by Q-Mom's right-hand man, Black Claw Ma, but swiftly knocks him out. Thereafter, Axe's team raid Q-Mom's nightclub, and Chen Man finishes off Black Claw by killing him with an axe and broadsword fight. (laughs) Axe rescues Tara and kills Q-Mom with a broadsword. The film ends... Yeah, okay, hold on, hold on. There is, I, I pro- I'm looking at this right now. I promise you that listeners will not be able to guess with what the film is. I just think about it five seconds. We'll do like a, we'll do five seconds of dead air while you think about what the, what it's the. It's take that long for me to stop laughing about it so I can read Well, it. think, yeah, think about what the, the, the movie might end with. And three, two, one. You got it in your heads? All right, Kevin, read it. The film ends with Axe delivering a soliloquy on the erosion of traditional values and the corruption of Asian martial arts. You know, really, like, couldn't decide which one to talk about. So it was like, oh, man, I really got to talk about the corruption of Asian martial arts. But also, traditional values really be... Yeah, cishet nuclear families and people are doing karate wrong. Yep. Which, you know, those two things may be related. I don't know. Probably not. It doesn't feel like they are, but maybe. Oh, probably. God damn, that's so good. Anyways, better All right, let's read this fucking book. Why don't we get into this fucking book? Um, uh, so, hold last on. Okay, so we need to do a... We need to do a... Last week on... Last Way week of the Shadow on Wolves. the Way of the Shadow Wolves. Um, the Deep so, State and the Hijacking of America. <laughs> yeah, you got to read the fucking subtitle. Um, so we have to remember some of the characters. So Do uh, we? Do they fucking matter? No, because I didn't. And I, and I, I got back to it. I was like, I've forgotten all Oh, if names. you had the same reason for trying to remember some of the characters as I did with one particular one, I'm going to be so excited. Okay. Um, no, I just I wanted to remember them anyway. Uh, uh, so the, there's there's John Goad, who is the, mm-hmm. our, our protagonist, who is our, our author insert of Steven Seagal. Yep, can call um, upon uh, spiritual wolves and apparently can control snakes. Talk to snakes. I don't know if he can control snakes. We can definitely. Talk- we well, were no, told yeah, yeah, he, he can, can yeah, control yeah. snakes. I yeah, distinctly yeah. remember that. Um. So there's him. There's uh. 
Armando, who's one of his colleagues, is his boss, is it? I think that's the Armando, boss, yep. Yeah. yeah. The Sweet Tooth, who's his, like, accidental sidekick. No, Benedict. Tooth. Oh, his Tooth. Tooth, you remember. <laughs> no, no, it's Sweet Tooth. It's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sweet Tooth. It's Tooth. Tooth. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's his brother, just Tooth. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's his assistant uh, cop, I guess. And then trainee, uh, trainee, yeah, <laughs> trainee to the regional manager. Trainee you know, to the regional that, manager. Sort of uh, is there anyone else? Oh, Noche, who's one of the uh, another one of the shadow wolves. Okay, and here's my question, Bennett, because I sincerely do not remember, and I did not go to, back to check. Is he called Noche because he's black? No, he's Mexican. okay. He's he's Mexican and Native American. <laughs> I kept thinking to myself as I was reading for this week, wait, did they have, was that the reason why that's his name? No, I don't no, fucking no. know. No, it's not. He is, he's just a, a well, I don't, I don't know if it's specifically Mexican or, or just Hispanic, but. Okay. Um, anyway, so what had happened, what, what had happened was um, the, sorry, my brain. <laughs> it's so ridiculous <laughs> to describe. <laughs> Where do I start? So John Goad is in the Shadow Wolves and he finds a beheaded woman in the desert and is like, hmm, something seems off here. And then just like raids, like drives a he- hell for leather behind a truck that he's decided looks suspicious. And then a but bunch of- But of course he was correct, right? Well, yeah, obviously, truck. yeah, yeah. And then a bunch of, uh, is it Mexican? I mean, it's Mexicans get out the van and run away. And I, then there's I a ho- honestly don't know because of some of the confusion they cause in this week's reading about what where yeah. these gentlemen are from. So then there's a hostage situation which they have no respect for, and they are they like burst in all guns blazing, kill some mm-hmm. people, and then are like all lives matter, ha ha ha. <laughs> so that's where we left it, and then the the where we left off was the meeting of the new world order, yeah, like, essentially, or, or so, as someone pointed out, probably Freemasonry. At- at uh, Dinesh D'Souza's uh, room with the creepy-looking table. Uh, Inside the federal building, led yep. by uh, Mo Dogface Miner, mm-hmm. um, who is like, hey, you should stop fucking up and let all the jihadists through the border. He's like, hey, dipshits, look, we got quotas to meet, and we're not getting enough jihadists people. across the border. They you guys are really fucking with my numbers. Later in <laughs> Chapter 8, what those numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> you get there? <laughs> they, they, they give you the Mex. The chapter is called the Mexican Intelligence Perspective. <laughs> um, okay, and here's the thing about it. Um, we we sort of had a, a back and forth earlier texting about whether or not this book has the perfect comedic timing for us, where every fourth chapter is batshit nonsense. I think it might and, be. Well, here's what I, I'm going to tell you. Number I twelve is checked. a two-page thing called the Border Project. Uh-huh. I went and checked chapter 12, also batshit nonsense, Kevin, so I it might say be perfect. That, while that's fair, I could check any chapter and be like, <laughs> also batshit nonsense. So I'm not sure the theory holds up on that basis also alone. Also true. Cannot so disagree with that Let's point. see. Oh, God. Okay, so chapter so, five. We Yes, we pick up on chapter five, which is titled Men in Black on a Desert Road. And this is the point where I think this author has no object permanence and he's just naming things as he envisions them in his mind. <laughs> Men in black on desert road. That's <laughs> how he's cactus. naming chapters. This one, not cactus, this time. <laughs> not confused. 
Because this week we also have, let's see, we have chapters titled, uh, what are they? Let's just get them all out of the way. Men in Black and the Cartel, A Good Boy Learns to Murder. (laughs) Yep, which is is just brilliant. Uh, Chapter 7, The Feds and the Cartel, What's the Difference? (laughs) Lots. Lots is the answer to that. (laughs) Uh, I would point out. Oh, I just got Biggie in my head, being like, well, "Oh, not Biggie. What's the what's the difference? The Doctor Dre. What's the difference between yeah, me and between you? Between me and you." Yeah. <laughs> and number eight, as you already said, the Mexican intelligence perspective. So let's just start off with chapter five. And um, of course, since it is titled "Men in Black on a Desert Road," my alternate subtitle is just <laughs> "Get it, Will Smith." He did a song. We all liked it for a little while. We here come men in black. Yeah, I yeah yeah. Uh, and it begins, Benedict. It was eleven fifteen at night when they arrived with their prisoners at Task Force headquarters, where they placed the three of them in separate rooms. <laughs> okay, I know we don't. I know. I know we've talked about this, but the writing is so bad. <laughs> yep, it's not great. It's really also. I here's the thing. I was going to point out. I don't think at any point they have said that they Mirandized these individuals or or gave them uh, awareness of their ability to have an attorney. No. And I don't think that's going to happen at any point during this because, of course, we know the two authors know nothing about what cops are well, supposed to actually do Well, they're not citizens, the Kevin, so they don't get the right to an attorney. Yeah, no, that's actually not true. That, but it continues. Obviously, <clears throat> I know that. Thank you. Murphy asked if he could go have a go at one of them. John thought for a moment, then said, Settle down. We need to wait for the boss before we start asking questions. These guys were over their heads quickly, and that's puzzling to a poor Indian like me. <laughs> what what do you think, Bellamy? <laughs> it's just, this Look, guy I've known like, a couple Native American okay, gentlemen whatever. throughout my life. They are not typically continually referring to themselves as Indians. I don't. I mean, some. I think some do. Maybe I don't know. Sure, I, I, I'm some. Sure. I'm sure that like every uh, Jewish friend I've ever had, uh, there's a lot of sarcastic references to their own heritage. Possibly. For the, the, thing, the thing about this for me is this guy vacillates between being the most like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, son of a bitch, uh-huh. and then being like, should we ask the boss before we do anything? Look, um, I'm, I've already. I was late twice this week, and I don't want to get written up again. I don't so piss maybe him we just wait for the boss to come out. I think he's on the phone right now. We could just sort of sit outside the door. And he could see us through the glass, so maybe he'll know we're waiting for him. <laughs> that is pretty much what's going on. But and then point, the boss bursts out and is like, talk fast, bitches. The, the, the feds are on their way. Yes. We learned that the feds are on the way. And, we and know, you know course. what the feds are going to do. They're going to kill the case. Yeah, because that's what feds do in every cop drama where the good guys are not feds. Uh, but it's not what they do in the cop dramas where the feds are the good guys, um, because cop dramas are, are bullshit, uh, and it's all a, a dick-waving contest mm-hmm. between a bunch of real whiny children yep. in real life with cops. I mean, so there is some real-life uh, uh, resemblance. Whiny of, cops, of, yeah. That, yeah, yep. yeah, whining over it. But he was my arrest. <laughs> That's probably how it goes a lot. No but, jurisdiction. <clears throat> Go. So the cops do show up, right? Or the the, the feds. The do feds. Show up. The feds. Yeah. But before that happens, they do manage to go in and have a sit down with the bad guys or the bendejos, as they keep calling them. You mm-hmm. know, because because uh, they know Spanish and they're cool. Mm-hmm. So Bellamy goes in to talk with the first one, and I'm gonna highlight this particularly because Benedict, um, you know how interrogation usually works, right? They 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 go and they talk to the guy and they ask questions. Yeah. Um, Bellamy's interrogation of this one person. Uh, the entirety of it seems to be him saying one word, sitting there, and then walking out of the room. <laughs> That's true. He walks in and says, you. 
That's it. So he walks in, and the guy they arrested, uh, who I think at this point we just know is outlaw number one, uh, mm. he says, what you looking at, pendejo? And the I, belly That feels said, offensive. I didn't know. Look, man, I can't help it. I can't get the word out if, unless I slip into the accent. Uh, it's not going <laughs> to be What fair, you doing? It is, it, <laughs> what you looking at, pendejo? It is. It Would is you prefer written, if I read it that way? No, that's worse. It is. It is. <laughs> It is written in the vernacular with the what you It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So there's only one way I can read it. Yeah, okay. So Bellamy responds, you. And then our guy, outlaw number one, says, you looking at me like you like me. You got me hooked up here, man. I can't do nothing. If you take these cuffs off, I'll give you a lesson in what you get when you piss people like me off. And then we literally get, Bellamy didn't say a word. He just sat quietly staring at the outlaw. <laughs> And then we get one more response from the bad guy. And then, quote, the lawman got up slowly from his chair and backed out of the room, never changing the expression on his face or breaking eye contact with mm-hmm. the manacled man glaring at. So he backed out of the room. <laughs> they all do this. <laughs> Fucking John Doe did that in the in the first, um, when he was watching the movie and was like a bad time. And then like, <laughs> oh my fire. God, these people can only walk backwards. <laughs> we just solved the whole case. They can only walk backwards. <laughs> I would love it if that was an unknown sub uh, subplot of the Shadow Wolves. They can <laughs> only walk backwards. Have a strange disease that only allows them to walk backwards. <laughs> anyway, all of this is enough for Bellamy to be like, "That guy's ready to cut a deal." <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he walks out and says to John. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh my God, it's magnificent. Um, and so. There, there's not much that okay we get like what is this four five pages of this dumb interrogation mixed with them arguing with the feds and literally all the inter- this, because this author is so untalented he couldn't write any interesting interrogation dialogue so it's just like they sat down in the chair like what's up <laughs> like that's the gist of most of it mm. but we do get one uh, great description of one of our bad guys who is described as he looked hardened with short cropped <laughs> hair. His Mandarin style mustache sure. was full and somewhat complemented by the teardrop tattoo under his left what eye. What does the teardrop tattoo mean, Kevin? Oh, it means uh, it means he's in the gang. Well, it's, in, it's it literally says a prison gang identifier. Yeah. That's the next sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't say what that means. Like, it's not like he had to kill a motherfucker to get that uh-huh. tattoo. It's just... <laughs> By the way, I know people with facial tattoos who have never been to prison. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it well, I think it's specifically the teardrop tattoo. I know the teardrop has, like, a connotation, and I don't know if it's real or if it's just, I like, mean, the, something... The, yeah, the, the urban legend, at least, is that right. you kill someone and then you get a, ki- a teardrop tattoo, right? Teardrop That's for nice. every kill. Yeah, man, that'd be really hard for uh, uh, hitmen if they had like twenty, and they're just like, man, I got no more space. There's just no more fucking space on this. Just space. Ted Kaczynski with like fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, pour one out for a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, <laughs> <dear>. slay queen. <laughs> he did, to be fair. Unfortunately, I should point out uh, that I did tweet, and I stand by that anyone who thought the Unabomber's manifesto was deep has brain worms. Good that uh, Elon Musk tweeted. He had a point then, so that's good. <laughs> nope, he really didn't. He no, was really you, did, just you do a not have to hand it to him, no. So then we learn that Noche has gotten some stuff out of these guys. He has some ideas about what's going on here. By throwing a snake at one of them. Yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah. That was a little strange. 
Uh, but uh, so what he's learned in particular uh, is that these guys, they're not particularly, you know, Hispanic. Sorry. Uh, the quote is these dudes ain't Chicano or anything like that. <laughs> they look like us, but they don't act like us. Sure. Is how that finishes. Cool. Yeah. You know how people are. And then it continues. Uh, Bonnie asked him, where are they from? She was expecting him to hear him say some other Latin American country. Pakistan. But they sure. speak Spanish like they come from Spain. What? So they're Pakistani, but they're speaking the lispy Spanish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Also, can we just... Como esta? That's not it. Can we... Listen, just th- this sentence. Let me read this aloud again. Oh, God, oh, oh, no, no, no. Wait, we have to get to the description of how their Spanish sounds. Because you, my friend, have a master's degree in foreign languages do, yes. focusing on Spanish. I, and yes. I need to hear how wrong this description of Spanish Spanish sounds. Probably he says, not good. quote, they speak Spanish like they come from Spain when they speak slow. But when they get excited, they sound like they're gargling or something. I think that he is saying... I don't know. I literally have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what he's trying to say there. I, I, when I read it, I assumed he was saying that they weren't speaking Spanish when they were getting excited. They were speaking okay. like some maybe. other unintelligible yeah, language. Yeah, I see how maybe I read that differently than it was intended. Yeah. So like, I, 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 I think he's saying that Arabic or Urdu, which would be the language that they would speak from Pakistan, Most likely, yep. is is gargly language. But I. You know, I actually disagree. I don't think it sounds very gargly. Urdu doesn't sound particularly gargly at all. Nope, not really. Uh, so we learn that Noche's ex-wife hates him. Sure. Uh, that's an important um, plot point. Other, other quick thing. Can I just... She was expecting to hear him say that they were from some other Latin American country. It's such a funny... Like, that <laughs> sentence is twice as long as it needs to be. Bonnie asked, where are they from? Expecting him to say Latin America. Like, yeah. that literally... Please get an editor. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so funny. So now the feds show up, right? And there are a bunch of guys standing around, and there's one who's wearing dark glasses indoors because he's a gangster. Of course he is. Uh, black suit, white shirt, power tie. You know, those power... I, I always hear that, and I have no idea what it it's means. Like a, it's like a thick boy of a tie, right? It's like a... <laughs> it's a thick boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, a, like, it's, like it's as wide as your head at the bottom. I'm sad to say that as a lawyer, I apparently don't own any power ties. Oh, shit. What the fuck are you doing? Come I on. I don't know. Apparently the wrong thing. Apparently yeah. the wrong thing. No, you uh, gotta have but a now, power tie. <clears throat> this is the first interaction between John and the feds. And, uh, you know, they say, we'll take over from here. And John responds, like hell you will. Mm-hmm. These three belong to us until we say they don't. And then That's they how say. I imagine John gets when he's agitated. Not anymore. <laughs> we got warrants. Federal warrants. (laughs) Which, I mean, sure, sure, man. Uh, Which John responds, You can stick them up your ass. We're not done talking with these guys. When we are, we'll let you know. And by the way, that reminds me, weren't the Shadow Wolves also federal agents? Don't they work for DHS? Yeah. I'm 90% sure they're also Yeah, feds. but I think this dude is like a part-time shadow wolf. I don't think he's okay. like a full-time. I think he works for the police department and then is like a... He's like an assistant to the shadow wolves. I don't know why I expected any of this to make sense. Uh, no, yeah, indeed. So we got one of these feds who is the uh, the guy they keep piping up as though he's the, the big bad. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. And we learn that he has a badge uh, with CSS on it. CSS. 
which uh, is real, I guess. I mean, it's a division of the NHS uh, called the Central... Oh, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I had it earlier. The Central something something. You know how it all goes like that. Let me just sure. pull it up right now. It's it is fine. the Central Security to. Service. Sure. So I guess that's fine. Any idea why that would get mixed in here? I have no idea. Nope. Uh, but so they're you know they're they're arguing with the feds about who gets to take it. And this line, God, it's just so beautiful. <clears throat> Armando nodded his approval. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming. You knew exactly what was, I was coming. About to read it. <laughs> and John left the room after giving Wilson. Uh, Wilson is the guy with the CSS badge. He's the special agent who insists on being called Special Agent Wilson. Yeah, yeah. After giving Wilson a look, he had learned from his Chinese internal martial arts teacher something that was known as Iron Face. It was completely <laughs> void of emotion, empty. An abyss that no one would ever want to fall into. This dude has just described resting bitch face and pretended <laughs> it's a martial art. Oh, God, I wish that was the name of it. Rather than Iron Face, it's RBF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A technique he had learned called resting bitch face. Sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you learned that in the... <laughs> The Southern California Valley. You don't right, learn that yeah, from a Chinese the, martial yeah. arts teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> now we learn more about John's hunches about what's going on here. And make no mistake, they are all hunches. They, this they is, have this absolutely is some made nothing. up shit. <laughs> they have absolutely nothing. But apparently, Noche has been getting more out of these guys. And, oh, sorry. Uh, this is where he talks about the snake. Sorry. Right, I, I, right, jumped right. The sh- I jumped the you snake. Jumped, you jumped the snake a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, John asks him, what's going on? Uh, what's up? What are you learning from these guys? And Noche tells him, quote, he's spewing his views about how lame we are with the way we treat his fellow countrymen with our immigration shit. When he says something about Arabs and that they are going to be coming into Arizona. Then he gets to crowing that they are going to make the illegal Mexicans look like people we will welcome when they get done with us. Then, as suddenly as he started giving up what he knew, he stops, like in mid-sentence, with an oh-crap expression on his face. And he you know how people up. reveal their secret plans and then are like, uh-oh. It's like- <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie, <laughs> didn't mean to tell you the secret plan. It's like, I want to see a Bond movie once where the villain starts monologuing and realizes halfway through, oh, fuck, you're going to be able to stop me because no, I'm telling this you. Is, this is this has got to be, like, this is a Barry bit. Like, this is a no-ho <laughs> Hank from Barry. <laughs> Just be like, and then you won't be. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be telling you this, Barry. <laughs> I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. So now there's going to be some harebrained schemes to get Noho Hank out of trouble. I'm not going to help but be able to imagine all the bad guys as Hank now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, Benedict, we, go- we do get to the part now where the cops tortured a guy. Completely they tortured unnecessarily, a guy. too. He was just like... And also, like, with no- there's no further callbacks. It's not like he, like commanded the snake to do anything he just literally no. put a snake at his feet and was like off you go like so right. yeah noche tells john that apparently out by his car in the parking lot was a snake that was about to eat a, a, a rat or something uh so noche had a blanket in his truck as you do which he threw on the snake uh and brought it into the station and threw it at the the guy who wasn't talking mm-hmm. yeah 
and then he started talking. I, yeah, because I were. would too. I would too. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like I don't know. It feels very metaphorical. Like, oh, it's about to eat a rat, and now you're the fucking rat. See what happens to you. <laughs> but of course, that does get him to talk. Uh, sure. And you know, we learned that that what he was saying was quote. Just that the Arab guys enjoy partying on the graves of those they kill, and they are partying, they are partying on our turf, right here in old AZ. He says AZ like yeah. in dialogue. He's like right here in old AZ. Shut the fuck up. Uh, you suppose they put some people in the ground right here under our noses? Yeah. And boy, and then we get John talking about how they found the heads of some people and how you know they. And it does say they are known for separating the head from the rest of the body, dot, dot, dot. No. <laughs> Which, look, I understand that in Spanish, a lot of people end their sentences with that. That's no. how a lot of sentences work. Um, that's not how we do it in English. Mm. And that's not how Steven Seagal or this writer talk. Nope. But, yeah, so you know how they are known for separating the head from the rest of the body. And now I'll admit that most of my knowledge about cartels is from uh, the series Breaking Bad. No, uh, this is Arabs. They're talking about the Arabs. I, oh, I know. I know okay, they're talking okay. about Arabs. But I was just going to make the point that I think colloquially, just like with the teardrop tattoo thing, it's pretty well known that cartels are known for separating people's heads from their bodies they're as well. They're not a pleasant bunch, I don't think. <laughs> Generally. I just keep thinking about Danny Trejo's head <laughs> on the tortoise. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I keep thinking about with that. But yeah, so there's uh, there's some heads in the desert, and this must be Arabs who are involved with that, because of course because that's... that's... Yeah. Yeah, based, so I will remind you at this point, the only information they've gotten so far, there are some Arabs who apparently these guys are doing business with, uh, and there are some heads in the desert. And, and some Pakistanis that, and some Mexicans. And from that, uh, John, our buddy John, is going to extrapolate, uh, quote... Maybe. You never know what they can do. He thought for a moment. Noche, you gotta try to find more about this. The OTMs may be what the traffic is all about. And then he starts thinking about what Sweet Tooth told him, right? Mm. Our boy Sweet Tooth. Particularly, the part about lining up hashish and women for after parties with some high rollers. Which... Yeah, man, he's just extrapolating at a mile a minute. He's yep. just going right off the rails here. By the way, hashish is just like processed marijuana. That's all hashish is. It's, it's resin, more... isn't it? It's like the... Yeah, yeah, it's popular in Europe and in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah we love that that's shit. All it is. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you've been to Amsterdam, not me. I have. I have <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to do a trip to Amsterdam and try mm-hmm. some hashish, I wouldn't, okay. be, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't okay. necessarily. But I also want to remind everyone at this point of that... What if this was real entire introduction that we read through? Mm. That just keeps sticking in my brain. I can't get over the fact that this guy who wrote this book really wrote several pages of what if this is real? What if this is happening? My favorite bit of this chapter where there was like, there was also some people with him that seemed to be importante Americanos. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, don't we also get him saying the Mexicano importantes yeah, at some point? Not even regard with a, with no regard to what grammar is at all <laughs> see here's the thing me with my one year of uh, a community college spanish had no idea whether that was correct or not it is not Assumed correct you were going to he correct said mexicano <laughs> importantes which is not correct and i'm doing the fucking bad accent deliberately before anyone corrects me 
Yes, but we now get literally half a page from what I just read where John has basically put it all together. Uh, and he says, quote, You think there's more than he's telling you? John was staring at the wall but not seeing it. <laughs> you th- I get that that's a linguistic flourish people use sometimes, but fuck you, you're a bad writer. You think that maybe they are doing this here to rub our noses in it someday down the line? Or do you think this is some sort of jumping off point for getting sleeper cells in place? Yeah. And then it continues. You really believe uh, it's that deep, John? I was waiting for you to do the line. Sorry. And then John responds, sleeper cells of Muslim terrorists? Yeah, yeah sure. that's where we're at now. Great. That's where you go with this. That's yep. exactly where Why you not? go. That's the only option. Oh, God. The only other part I wanted to ask you about this chapter was the Chico Mire Chico. <laughs> yeah, Esta this is... es muy malo. Have you seen, you know that meme Worst where it's, it's like the the guy like leaning against the car and he's like, it's like, this is so bad. And then he pulls out a gun and he's like, for you. <laughs> you know, do you know the one I mean? I'll send it to you. Um, anyway, yeah, he goes, Chico, mire, mire chico, esta muy malo. Por usted. <laughs> like, this is really bad. For you. <laughs> cool, man. And then we literally end this chapter, setting up the next chapter for a flashback into the memory of an ancillary character. Yeah, very important one. The cartel, a good boy learns to murder. Yes, chapter six, and it begins. <clears throat> this is the most, okay. <laughs> this This is the most, like, cliche how this guy became a cartel member scene that mm-hmm. i've ever 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 seen in my life absolutely 100 cool. percent. small mexican village 12 years earlier to set our scene mm-hmm. in a small mexican village where an 11 year old boy stood silently watching a middle-aged man hands bound behind his back on his knees pleading for mercy standing over him was an olive-skinned thin man in his mid-30s holding a gun to the terrified man's head and yeah it's it's exactly what you think it is. There's a cartel guy. He's going to shoot somebody in the head. He makes the kid do it. Except the kid doesn't want to do it. Wah! So one of the other two kids with him does it. And then they're going to kill that kid because he didn't want to kill somebody. It's every white grandma's uh, imagination of how the cartel works. That's basically what they it is. They don't kill the kid, though. They don't. They no! Just, they just no, call him... They give they, him a nickname. They call don't him they Pussy. Don't they, they give him, him a nickname? They call him Pussy a bunch. They call him Pussy. Sometimes it's capitalized. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> Look, better. It wouldn't be a book written by a boomer if there wasn't random capitalization. <laughs> just the S is capitalized for some reason. I'm like, well, oh, God. He should have published this book in Facebook posts. Yeah. That's really how he should have done it. Does it does feel like that. There are, some of these chapters are about the length of a long Facebook post. I would say. <laughs> This one is, it's like barely two and a half, not even two and a half pages. Yeah. It is two pages and a sentence uh, is what uh, the cartel of good boy learns. To anyway, one of, the, one of the kids does kill the kneeling man yep. uh, whose brain explodes. Um, and, <laughs> sorry, let me read the, the execution of the man. Trigger oh, warning on do. a man please being do. executed. But the, bullet explo- the bullets exploded into the man's head, knocking him backwards as he fell to the ground, motionless for all time to come. <laughs> motionless for all time to come? That's like, you know when you write something in Google Translate and then run it through like a hundred <laughs> different languages? 
and then try and get it to come back to English. And you're like, oh, that's close enough, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, God, that's so great. But yeah, so that's, I mean, there's nothing to this chapter. There's really nothing to it. They shit on this kid who didn't want to kill somebody. Yep. And then he's like, I'll do it, mister. I'll do it. I'll do all the murders. Just don't kill me, please. Yeah. Uh, and then they say like, all right, cool. And we're going to call you Jaime now. Yeah. <laughs> and now all three of the kids are part of the cartel. Yep. Fun times. And, and he had a he had the nickname of Pussy for like a minute. Right. And it scarred him for life and now he's Jaime. Oh, <laughs> uh, if Jaime etymologically etymologically came from the word pussy, that would make it, it funny. It sadly doesn't. That I'm would sorry. make it very funny. So that brings us to chapter seven. The feds and the cartel. What's the difference? What is the difference? Well, a, a lot. Uh, Let me enumerate agency. here. One is a government, um, and, and the other is uh, a bunch of guys who uh, sometimes shoot people. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe there's not that much difference between the government. Yep. And the... <laughs> so here's the thing about this is that he uses the modifier, either adverb or noun, sarcastically a lot. And I don't yep. think he knows what it means. <laughs> I really I... don't. So I think you're right. So he says, I got something from one of those pendejos that might lead us somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere where the CSS <laughs> special agent asked sarcastically, how is that sarcastic? That just sounds like someone's like, somewhere? Some, somewhere where? Yeah. Like, that what just you, sounds like he's confused to me. Yeah. That's how I That's read not, How could that even be sarcastic? And also, I mean, I, I, I did an alternate chapter title for this one, uh, which is just how weirdos think tough guys talk. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, that could be the whole book, really, is what most of this is. Yep. But when John is having that exchange with the uh, our special agent guy, um, he responds to him after he asks somewhere where. <clears throat> you know, asshole, if you would just climb down off that white stallion you're sitting on for a minute or two, I might be able to help you rise to the position in your agency you think you're going to live in. You know, the one where you have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Fucking nailed it. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Oh, you know that he was like, yeah. You know yeah. how all guys, all real men talk about his dicks. You know yeah. how uh, real men, they're all obsessed with dicks. They talk about them 24-7. Yep. That's, That's what it. real men talk about is yep. dicks. Uh, so, yeah, apparently John is lying to this guy now and saying, well, not not really. I mean, there is some truth. Uh, he's saying that uh, one of his guys has got a rap with the guy. He's getting along with him. He's getting Sorry. some information. <laughs> just, just to remind everyone, this is how he did it. He went in and said, you. And then <laughs> yeah. left. And that was it. Well, I don't know if he's talking about him or he's talking about well, Noche well, torturing the guy with the snake. Turn. If it's not that guy, then they're all ready to go. Yeah, who really knows? So anyways, they get the feds based off of just telling him that we're getting stuff out of this guy. And remember, I think the feds are supposed to be in on this plot. So oh, for sure. That's be... supposed to be there to like disrupt this investigation. Right. But based off of saying they've got a good rapport, which is what rap is short for, if you didn't know, mm. uh, with the guy, he convinces our special agent to let them keep the prisoners. And, and part of that is he says, I think we have to hang on to all three of them. If he feels that he's being singled out in front of his compadres, it ain't going to work. And then he says, so we go home empty? And then John replies, you go home empty. John was emphatic with just a sprinkle of sarcasm again. There's no sarcasm there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how you would say that sarcastic. sarcastically. No. You you go home empty. <laughs> I can't. How sarcastic. do you mix? How That's do you make it emphatic and sorry? I don't know. I honestly don't know. You go home empty. <laughs> like, 
I have no fucking That's clue. That's not how it's sarcasm, dickhead. Mockery, really irony, know. something of those lines. Not sarcastic. <laughs> but, Benedict, then we get the greatest goodbye of all time. Yep. <laughs> Where mm-hmm, uh, John is talking to, uh, he's he, like talking to Armando, the lead mm-hmm. guy, uh, and, uh, you know, special agent is around. <clears throat> so it says, Wilson turned to Armando Grant and grunted, what a sweetheart that guy must be to work with. You better not hear him call you, uh, you better not let him, you better not let him hear you call him a sweetheart, Armando chuckled before continuing. I'd say that you would feel no different about him ten years from today than you do now. And why is that, Wilson asked. Your inability to understand where he comes from, that's all. Armando patted him on the back lightly. Goodbye. And then, it's com- completely unspecified who this is coming from, except for <laughs> the head agent, which I think is Wilson, special. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. But this is fantastic, and it reads, This is not goodbye, my friend. Think of it more as, See you soon, because you will. See me soon. Trust me. That must be the way that was delivered. That's the only way to deliver that. It does have some fucking red skull about it, I will say. (laughs) Yeah, sprinkle in Jewish words, given the proclivities of the people who wrote this book. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, literally just the word Jewish words. That's probably what should have been added there. And then Omando thought, this guy takes himself way too seriously. (laughs) It's great. So, look, there's a bunch of pointless dialogue in here between John and the other members of this team. There is some good stuff where they talk about his cartel conditioning wearing off. I liked that bit. Yeah, the Uh, cartel conditioning (laughs) That they put in inverted quotes. They also say, unless he's a good actor, I think something dark is living in his head. What, the cartel member who's been a cartel member since he was 11? You think something dark might be living in his head? Yeah. I like like to think that it's like that video game, The Darkness, uh, where you're like uh, an assassin who gets taken over by a dark spirit yep. and that's what they imagine is living inside the guy uh but john you know john's got some some inklings about what's going on he says big, quote, big john big john big john i think we have something here folks my feeling is dot 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 we might have the opportunity to crack all three of these guys and if we do there's no telling where we can go from there what we do with this is play mind games with all three dot 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 but we do it one at a time. I like the idea that he just says dot, dot, dot out loud. (laughs) Yes, John is the guy who says the ellipsis out loud. Dot, dot, dot. You also slip into Trump sometimes when you're doing this. Yeah, I can't help it. It's a similar voice. He does sound pretty similar, I will say. It's it's men who try to speak in what they think is a soft, like a deeper tone. register, but soft and intimidating. Right, yeah, yeah. right. It's the the male version of uh, the of uh, Elizabeth God. Holmes. Yes, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Holmes is exactly what it is. Because we all know Steven Seagal's voice is one hundred percent fake. Oh, for you sure. fuck, we fucking yeah. Because he changes 100%. it every like ten minutes. It's fucking put on when it's he was doing his Louisiana voice. You know, boy. Absolutely. So, uh, John says that basically they're going with his gut. That's what this is all based on. It's all just John's gut. And as we know, you trust uh, one of the cop's guts and you go with it. And that never goes wrong. To be fair, a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah, I really wish that they wouldn't a lot of times because it ends up with a lot of people who are innocent in prison. But John, you know, he says that he, he does know more about all this. And he thinks that they haven't even scratched the surface of what could be going on, quote, here in D.C., and most of all, in Mexico. Most of all in Mexico? Yep. I thought most I of thought all. it was all going on here. I, 
I don't know. Here, even more in DC, even more in New York, <laughs> most of all in Mexico, but somehow more in Arizona. Yeah. So they decide that they need to move these guys who they got arrested. To Which I can else. only assume is to fucking Joe Arpaio's concentration camps. Oh, God. Because... You know, I haven't even checked what's going to... Because they, they end the chapter on a cliffhanger of yeah. where they're going to go, right? They even say, uh, Bellamy asks, where do we go from here? And John says, not sure, but I know where we can put them. Let's keep this rolling. Pretty and sure it's going to be Joe Arpaio's concentration If camps. it is, I'm going to be so fucking excited. I'm going to be so fucking excited if they end up at fucking Joe Arpaio's jail. That would be so goddamn funny to me. I would lose my fucking shit. But Benedict, that brings us to the absolutely amazing uh, fourth chapter. Uh, the as the pattern is going so far, which opens with carajo, gran carajo. <laughs> what does that mean, by the way? Uh, it's like God damn it, like okay, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. As we said, a, I don't speak general, Spanish. It's a general swear. Okay. It's a good one, but it starts. Jose Maria Gutierrez de Porras. The top counterintelligence officer in Mexico who reported directly I, to the I really president wish of Mexico. That they had done they had given him a nickname that was exactly the same as like <laughs> so, like Cara de Perro. He was also called Dogface <laughs> for some reason. Uh Agua de Culo. Uh be <laughs> was pissed. Seriously pissed. People, I need some ideas. The deep state to the north is on the move. They're on the move, like the fucking herd in The Lion King. I love how, look, there's an underlying, there's a subtext to this entire book. That there are just whole swaths of people who are aware of all the deep state. Look, they have cell phone numbers for some of the people who are in the deep state. They know what they're doing. And it's all, you know, look, fuck, these guys are killing us on numbers. Really, I mean, shit. They are just, they've got 500 in the last quarter, and we are barely up to 150. We are not going to make our numbers at this rate. Our quarterly reviews are shit. This is just going to be awful for us in the long run. We're not going to get our raises. We're not going to get those grand Cayman bonuses. Here is where we get the actual numbers of jihadists that are flooding into the United (laughs) States. A thousand jihadists a month going north. A thousand a month. A thousand a month, uh, Benedict. Uh, with such ease that it's as if they were on diplomatic passports yes! and all expenses paid. So, yeah. like, okay, this is clearly something that's been going on for a while because you don't say a month if it's just, like, it's only been happening in the last week. So, like, yeah. that means there are already, in this in this timeline, in this, in this story, there are already thousands of jihadists in the United States. So whatever the fuck Steven Seagal does to stop this is not going to be enough. No, oh, oh, you know, as we know, uh, uh, Steven Seagal... Unless he literally nukes America and is like, see, I saved us from the jihadists. (laughs) (laughs) Steven Seagal can beat up hundreds of people at a time. That's true. uh, Sitting in a chair without having to even get up because that's what he does. He's that tough. He's a tough guy. Um, So he's going to, at the end of this book... Okay, I'm going to pitch two ideal endings for this book. One, Steven Seagal in a warehouse surrounded by all because we know the real character's name is not John Goat it's Steven Seagal yep surrounded by all of the jihadists thousands of jihadists one warehouse he has to fight them all to get out alive and just fights them all one on one like Uh, option two basically the Indiana Jones snake chamber scene but John ends up controlling all the snakes and getting (laughs) out alive (laughs) My option three is that he just nukes New York for no reason. <laughs> and he's just he's like, like, yes, there goes all those blue votes. Now we can deal with the deep state. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it's just think. like It's like the ending of Watchmen. Just like, ah, oh, you know. 
just drops a giant squid on the fucking city for no reason. It's like, ah, well, there you go. I love that I made you read that. That's okay, you know, it's good. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. But it continues. The president is sick and tired of hearing about a wall that is not needed to keep Mexicans out. We already own the fucking USA. Yeah, there's a bit later in this where he's like, we've retaken everything that was taken from us in the yeah! Mexican-American War. Jesus Christ. I, okay, it continues. You've got you to pick a group to be mad at, lads. Like, it's either, it's either <laughs> the, the problem is or they the hate Mexican. so many people they yeah. can't pick just one. Uh, the OTMs are giving us a bad name, whether they're Central American baby gangsters or Asian gangsters. I don't care. And Not great. I think he's using Asian there in the way that people in Europe use it. Yeah. In also term, including like, the Middle East. Yeah, this, like South Asia, yeah. Which Maybe, is a fine yeah. way to use that. I don't hate that. Yeah, it continues. Here's what I need. I need to identify and arrest the Bubba's, Bubba's. that are facilitating. Okay, I think at this point we can conclude that Bubba is an official title in this book. I think I so. think it is an official title. I have... No other way to explain how that's happening, how this is, this is working. What would Bubba be in Spanish, by the way? <laughs> I mean, it's gringo. That's what he means. Like, <laughs> uh, It's pendejo. That's what it is. Pendejo, uh, yeah. The Bubbas that are facilitating the movement of OTMs toward the USA. And I particularly want to stop every ISIS soldier trying to cross our territory into the you USA. You would. Like, you would want the ISIS to stay away from Mexico, ideally. Yeah. I mean, I look, you know what? And actually, I, I should say that we do learn that apparently uh, these Mexican intelligence guys, they're the good guys. Uh, they, they're trying yeah, to they're stop trying to all the stuff. stuff that's happening. Right, right. I, I think I portrayed them earlier as though they were part of the scheme. Uh, it seems like they're just fully aware of it, choosing not to let the world know about all of it, and instead <laughs> they're just going to do some stuff behind the scenes. But also are acknowledging that they're, they're, they're doing a white genocide on the USA by taking, ta- taking over the, all the land that's been lost since the Mexican-American War. Mm, yeah, so they're like, look, we are not violently doing it. We're just going in and like, we're like, it's mostly Hispanic now again. So, yep. Yep. He continues. It is crystal clear to all of us that the USG, I think US government is what that means. Oh, okay. I didn't know what that is meant. completely penetrated. And this trafficking of human jihadists, are there other kinds? Are there animal jihadists? I don't imagine there would be. I think because he was trying to do, like, human trafficking, you know, but, like, whatever. Okay. All right. Is approved by the president himself and being protected by rogue elements of the CIA, FBI, and DEA. The same rogue elements that have been smuggling drugs, guns, gold, cash, and small children. Okay, there's a little Q&on there. Cool. Yep. yep, yep. For together. the American elite ever since Alan Dulles and J. Edgar Hoover first created the secret state within Look, a state. Look, honestly, iconic that he named names. Like, <laughs> really is. And, oh, like, and the name we get next is fantastic, Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> he says, quote, I have no idea what they are planning, but a violent American spring funded by... Constantine Loros. Sure. Loros, Benedict. Yep. Lorge Loros, if you will. Yep. George Soros. It's fucking George Soros. Yep. That's, That's who they're it. trying yep. to do. Is there a link between Constantine and George that I don't know about? Because I, I looked so. into it earlier. I couldn't find anything. I, I really thought so. that maybe he was trying to be clever with, like, Constantine, like, uh, the name George developed from Constantine in the 10th century or something like that. Mm. But no, he was just lazy. He was like, ah, it's Constantine, but, you know, people will get it. Well, okay, here's the thing. 
George Soros has just handed handed over control of his empire to his Alex, uh, to his son Alexander. Yeah, so that news alert too. Yeah, yeah, Alexander, and that's uh-huh. quite a Alexander, similar... uh, Alexander the Great, uh, Constantinople, famous and... Greek kings. <laughs> there we go. Famous Greek kings. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Neither would I. <laughs> If within the QAnon community, that was a connection between George and Constantine that I didn't know about. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all. <laughs> but he says, anyways, continuing. A violent American spring funded by Constantine Loros and augmented by a wave of false flag attacks absolutely comes to mind. Our president is adamant. The USA is half Latino now. We have recovered all the <laughs> land stolen from us through the Mexican-American War. Started on the... Ba- Who talks like this? Who the fuck <laughs> talks last, like this? our dastardly plan is, is complete. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I teach a class on bad guy writing at the Y every Thursday. Uh, if you want to come work on your villain monologue, just stop by. It is from 11.59 p.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, I don't know if that is 12 hours or if it is one minute. Either way, that's how long the class will be. (laughs) (laughs) But. Yeah, that's 12 hours and one minute. 11.59 to 12. Yeah, good. We have recovered all the stolen land, all the land stolen from us through the Mexican-American War started on the basis of many lies, yellow journalism, and we need to protect our investment. So they're not the good guys then. No, they, they just think the that the jihadis are going to take the land away from them again. They don't want to lose to the jihadis. Yeah, I think that I think basically they're they're better than the jihadis, but still evil because they want to take over the U.S. is what it seems like they're portraying. Yeah, the but yeah. Our counterintelligence in the USA that now has offices in every home station across the country is on full alert. We have placed observers at every train station and every bus station. You know all those train stations in the United States. You know how much we love traveling by trains in the United States, mm-hmm. Benedict. Yeah, You know yeah. how much I wish we had fucking trains. I do. Uh, but all the train stations and all the bus stations, quote, and we are seeing the jihadists being dropped off by school buses and escorted by the standard SB- FBI SUV. Didn't think to look up what that might be. Just like, ah, you know, whichever one they always use. It's it's an expedition. It's Or a yeah. suburban. That's what it is. Like, oh, <laughs> okay, here's what I like to imagine. They're just driving through the suburbs and seeing black suburbans that <laughs> suburban soccer moms are driving around. It's just soccer moms. Like, oh, like, yeah, they got an FBI right escort. There. There's an FBI escort. <laughs> Continuing. I'm sorry, but I am reading this entire one to you because these okay, fucking go on. crazy go on, go on, go on. This is, yeah, yeah. Effective immediately. All leaves are canceled. Yep. No vacation and from taking over the U.S., baby. Let's go. I love that the proper use of the phrase would be all leave is canceled. Nope. All leaves are but canceled. He, no trees. It. It's fall, baby. Kill <laughs> those leaves. Though, yes, they're canceling fall. <laughs> that is what they're doing. And we're going to 24-hour operations. We have received strong indications that a Mexican army unit led by a 34th degree bubba. Sure. That's Freemasonry, again, remember. (laughs) Is going to clear a corridor for the transport of 500 jihadists into the USA. That's half a month's worth. Wow. You know, know, it's all about efficiency, really, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. Like, you know, if you do it, you know, weekly, if you're going weekly with 250 a week, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but but if there are problems, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can, you know, there really, yeah, you can cut down expenditures if you do. That's it, yeah, because then you only have to employ the guards for the first week and then you can. We talked about it in the last uh, jihadi sneak in meeting yeah, that we yeah. had um, and also then i mean 
you you avoid the possibility of, of overtime because these are all union guys, exactly. right? So you, you exactly because as we all know, police unions are the only real unions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Continuing. The president has placed his presidential guard. It's, sorry, it's fucking ancient Rome. The, the Praetorian guards on standby. You know like, what? To be fair, I think he's talking about the Mexican president, and that might be a thing. Sure. Hold on, we need to know now. We need it's to okay. Google Mexican presidential guard. I don't Let's find out if that is in fact a real thing. Uh, Estado Mayor Presidencial. No. Uh, President's Guard included a reaction group, Grupo de Reacción Imidiente y Potente, uh, whose members were trained in martial arts. What am I reading about? No. T- give up. Come on, finish the chat. <laughs> yeah, I think they just picked a name out of a hat. They did, that might yeah. be what's going on there. A full regiment and the presidential air unit on one hour standby. Our mission is to capture the 500 jihadists while they are still on Mexican territory, to capture the Mexican officials who are helping American traders, and to put on a massive media display prior to the 4th of July. And it finishes with, We will show the American people we care as much about the integrity of their constitution and their republic as they do. Especially the flag code. Take it over! Especially the flag code. Especially the Oh, better than, okay. that is where we are leaving it for today. That is why we're leaving it for today. That's that boy, boy. Um, I don't know what we're reading, Benedict. What is this? What is this fucking thing? It's bad. It's, it's so bad. bad. I just I keep going back to this guy. I know that that introduction chapter he wrote said, what if this was real? Mm-hmm. We all know what he really meant was this, this is real. This is real, yeah. He believes this is happening. He was the head of the Arizona GOP, Benedict. Yeah, it's not good, Kevin. It's not. not it's good. not good. Anyway, tune in in two weeks when we'll read more <laughs> of it. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, some trans gal, new buildings are a globalist conspiracy. I see, we got new ones on the list and I'm thrown off with my rhythm that I'm used to. It always fucks me up. Now he's up his rhythm. My rhythm. Dapper Dinosaur, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Madeline and Zachary Wilson Vetro, Stephen DeBoe, Tori and the Gallant, Amy Kaiser, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S. I love it when Jordan yells out, thank you very much. Also, go listen to NYGBC podcast. Little Flick, William Patterson, Flack Weasel, Kieran Dackler. Congratulations to Pat Robertson on becoming the world's most popular urinal. Henry Louis King Jr. Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Cliff and Stucky, Pause Loves NYGBC, A Restless Native, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Stefan, Shark Belly, Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Baka, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Demick, Taru Takanan, and Balls Waterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patron. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, I hate snakes. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.
Good Night, You Grammar This Book Club podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.